Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To wrap up the show, we had another spring game to talk about because uh, some people have had a lot to say about this team after watching the spring ball. Um, They think it's one of the worst teams of this program they have seen. And again, is it overreacting to spring ball or is there some truth to this? Or were we all just watching a different game? Or is it because I am a fan of them? Because their stuff is right behind me if you're watching the video. Alabama had their spring game as well. Now, there were some technical difficulties, so you have to go back and rewatch some of it. They come in with a couple new coordinators. Tommy Reese came over from Notre Dame to be the offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide, which to me was a hired shock because Tommy Reese played at Notre Dame, loves Notre Dame, so it was kind of a weird hire or for him to leave to go to Alabama. But he's coming in as the play caller for Alabama for their offense. And they also have a new defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, is coming back, which was another shocking hire. He used to be with Alabama. He was at Auburn. There was shady stuff going on at Auburn with him and Coach Gus Malzahn. But Coach Saban, you have to trust him. He knows something we don't. Um, So we got two coordinators. So we had to watch the defense and we had to watch the offense with your two new coordinators and how hands-off, Nick Saban is during the spring game. He wears a suit and he just stands behind and watches. A um, couple notes that I took before we start talking about what everybody else said. You had to watch this quarterback battle that is going on at Alabama. At Alabama, you have a quarterback battle because Bryce Young is no longer there. Um, your first stringer was Jalen Monroe. He got some playing time last year when Bryce Young was hurt. And so all eyes were going to be on him. But the quarterback battle right hot on his tail um, was Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson is a uh, redshirt freshman who was there as well. He is right on his tail with the quarterback battle going on with Monroe. Now, Monroe has a couple playing more playing experiences and games compared to that. Some other positions you're looking at is the wide receivers group. You're looking at the linebackers group, and you're watching the offensive line because one of the weaknesses – for this Alabama team last year was their offensive line. Apparently, even though a lot of, a lot of teams in the country 
would have taken Alabama's offensive line compared to maybe the play that they had for their teams. And and so I was curious watching this game. Now, you don't need to watch the whole game to get a feel for what, what, what happens with this Alabama team. One thing I was going to look at was the play calling from Tommy Reese. Because when you watched at Alabama, they were very tight end heavy. They would recruit a ton of tight ends. They would be under center. They would be in shotgun. Uh, they did a lot of wide zone. They would do a lot of dive plays. And they would do a lot of mesh plays and short route plays that would eventually open up a deep route play. But a lot of those type of things, especially heavy, relied on the run game with all their tight ends. Now at Alabama, they used to be like that. Used to have a ton of tight ends. But they don't necessarily use the same type of tight end play that Notre Dame did with Tommy Reese. And if you watch any documentary or anything with Nick Say when he talks about coordinators, he says they have a system. When he hired Bill O'Brien to be his offensive coordinator, he said, yes, Bill O'Brien's going to come in. He has a way about an offense that he wants to run, how he wants to call it, and certain things. But he's going to do the things that we do because we have a system put in place. He can have certain tweaks. He's going to have good ideas that we're going to do. Because he's, you know, he's a great offensive mind. He called it a Penn State. He's been in the NFL. He's been with the Patriots. So obviously he brings a lot to the table. But we have a system, and he's going to do things the way we want to do. And you saw that. They were running certain things when Lane Kiffin was even there. If you look at it, they were running certain things. Now there's different things they were running. Even when Bill O'Brien was there, Steve Sarkeesian was there. So I was very curious to see what kind of offense we were going to see with Tommy Reese calling it because he's going to come in and run what Nick Saban basically – Nick Saban's not going to call the plays for him. He's going to hand, talk about their system, and, and this is the type of thing they've probably talked about in the interview and said, hey, this is what I'm running. What is your offensive mind? How would you fit into this? What would you bring into this? How are you going to adapt to the type of players we have? Because we don't recruit all the tight ends like at Notre Dame. Now we get the big offensive linemen. But we have speedy wide receivers. How can we do this? Notre Dame likes to shift. Notre Dame likes to do this. How can you bring that into the Alabama um, way here? So I was very curious to see how that play calling was. And it, it, it looked like the same Alabama team. But before we fully get on to the quarterback battle, the wide receiver group. These wide receivers, you have a, you have a couple of juniors and you have a sophomore. Even their backups are good. And even the announcer said, and I thought the same thing, they were getting a lot of four wide. They were getting some wing stuff like they always have. Don't be surprised if this year Tommy Reese probably didn't do this a lot at Alabama or at Notre Dame. He, you're probably going to see a lot of five wide. And the thing with this group this year with Alabama, they always had that one wide receiver that you had to really focus on. This year with this wide receiver group, I don't know who you're going to stop. Burton is fast. Brooks can just line up anywhere. Isaiah Bond can line up anywhere. Their backup, Kobe Pennis, is good. Uh, Malik Benson is a transfer. He's good. Like They just have really good wide receivers. Now, you're not going to have a Devontae Smith. You're not going to have anything like that necessarily to blow the top off right from the beginning, especially watching them in spring. But it puts pressure on defenses to keep them more balanced and say, who are we going to stop? And I think that will help the quarterbacks out. And I think they can get into some five wide situational things. Just seeing how fast the wide receivers were. Um, back to play calling. You saw some of the Tommy Reese play calling with tight ends, but they were more wings. They were more wings. You saw a lot of wide zone and you saw a lot of up the middle runs. But I saw a lot of mesh concepts. I saw a lot of dig routes. I saw a lot of um, 
quick arrow routes that you would see at Notre Dame. They love to do that with the running backs. He would love to do that from different positions from the wide receivers, and especially with wing tight ends in the mesh routes or those shallow routes and the dig routes behind them. You saw a lot of that. So I think that's what we're going to see with Tommy Reese calling the plays. He is bringing that Notre Dame type of play calling to Alabama. Now, Alabama did that stuff too. But if Tommy Reese can fit into that type of play calling and that type of system, that's exactly what they're going to do. And I was noticing that with the play calling that they were doing. And I noticed that he was doing a lot of more zone read stuff and RPO stuff than what he would do at, at Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they would do RPOs, don't get me wrong, but they were looking to intermediate passes and they would look to play action more. At Alabama, they're going to want to RPO. They've got these big linemen. They can do wide zone. They can do more of an outside zone as well where they can hook the end. And they can do quick runs up the middle because I'm telling you right now, that running back is good. McLennan was good. Williams is good. Miller's good. Like all of their running backs played well, and they're big. They're huge. And I believe... I don't want to say his name wrong. I believe the last name was Hayes running back for Alabama. Like was just this big, strong running back. And so they were doing a lot more runs up the middle and they they look good. And now the linemen were struggling a little bit with pass protection. Um, But you're going against a very fast defense. That's the thing with this defense before we end it with the quarterback battle and their schedule this year. The, the, the defense, they haven't missed a beat either. And to me, watching this defense compared to last year, they're big. The defensive line is back to being big, but the speed. If you watch the O-line versus the D-line, the D-line had the speed that was matching to the O-line at the line of scrimmage. And it made those running backs work. It made the quarterback work when it came to pass protection. And so this year, watching them in the spring game, it looks like, They're going to be super fast, which is what they need in the SEC. But the SEC is going back to really running the ball up the middle. They they went to the the spread. They're throwing the ball around, so you had to get smaller guys, and they were fast. Alabama's got some big dudes up front. They got some big dudes. They got some big-time recruits, and they're going to be experienced up there. They got a couple sophomores, but up front, they're going to have a couple senior guys on that defensive line. And they're going to have a couple guys there at that linebacker position that are juniors that sat behind and got some playing time last year but got to see. And they're big and they're fast. And that's the thing I got from the defense and how much they flew around, how physical they were. They did give up a couple big passes, but it's a spring ball game. But they were getting hands-on. They were physical. And that's exactly what you expect from a Alabama team. The quarterback battle was interesting. Um, Monroe had a couple bad passes, but he was very successful on the mesh routes and he was very successful on those. But one thing with Monroe that I started to see is he's an athletic quarterback and he can run. There was one where he did a, I can't remember if it was an inside zone read or like this more of this wide zone read concept. And he necessarily wasn't reading the backside defensive end. He was reading more of that CD gap defender, pulled the ball and ran and scored. Like just blew people. You know, if you want to compare it to like Justin Fields for the Bears this year, it looked like that. That's what he brings to the table. He can throw the ball decently and he can run. But the thing I noticed was 
every time he dropped back, <clears throat> well, they're in shotgun, but every time it was a pass play, it seemed like he would start to get ready to move. Almost like happy feet. Now, there was times the pocket broke down. Um, you saw a couple things from the Notre Dame type of play call where they kept a tight end to block. They would play action to the running back. He's saying a block, so you have six or seven um, pass protecting. Both Monroe, it just seemed like, it just kind of felt like he was going to take off and run. And so that that part worries me a little bit. Um, with that, now they have all summer to fix any type of happy feet. Um, you don't want him to take off and run right away. But he in the intermediate throwing game, he was fine. Um, but one thing I was impressed with was Ty Simpson. His mechanics, he did stay in the pocket. He had a couple of times where he had to move. He was athletic. And he looked like he throws a good ball. He threw a couple good deep balls. There's a couple of the wide receivers that make the play for him. But he was getting the mesh routes put on time. His footwork was good. He was staying in the pocket. He didn't seem like he was having that type of happy feet. And so this is an interesting quarterback battle that we have brewing with Alabama. I feel like Monroe will win it out, but we still have all summer, and this is why we can't overreact to spring. But people, man, they were saying how this Alabama team looks bad. They're going to lose a couple games. They're not going to make it back to the championship. And so this is where we're overreacting to spring. But I think this quarterback battle is something we have to keep an eye on. I feel like Monroe will win it out because of how he brings a lot to the table. He's super athletic. They can do a lot of things with him. But it depends on what type of team does Nick Saban want. Is he okay with having this athletic guy that's going to miss throws here or there? Or do they want this pocket quarterback? Because the offense has adapted now. He's adapted this offense to be this RPO thing that he really wants. So I'll be very curious to see how that happens with this quarterback battle that they're going to be bringing into the table. Um, Their schedule is nothing to bat an eyelash at either. Um, the teams there that they should beat is Chattanooga, South Florida, and Middle Tennessee. But Middle Tennessee is still pretty good. South Florida, you know, played well last year. But those are teams they should beat. But the rest of the SEC, again, just with these emergence, Texas, we'll talk about them at another time in their spring ball. Part of them look good. Other parts don't. But the rest, man, it's a tough schedule too. And so it depends. Do you give Monroe the first go? And if it's not working, Simpson – and then it's your time to shine. He sh- he showed in the spring game that he can move, he can run. But they got a quarterback battle that is brewing down there in Alabama and Tuscaloosa. So it, we need to keep an eye on that the rest of the summer, and that's what the spring ball showed us, how I think how much closer this quarterback battle is going to be than most people thought. Um, but I think they look good. People tweeted that they weren't good, but we're going to find out exactly how good they are once they get there and we see them throughout the summer.